Happy New Year's Eve, kiddos. Hey. Momo's here. The great Ramona Shelburne. Your boy is here. The loud Clinton Yates. ESPN <laughs> 710 filling in for Sedano and LZ December 31st, 2020. The day we've all been waiting for. I say that in the happiest jest possible, Momo. Quickly, before we get into some basketball history, just tell me your thoughts on this Thursday about where we are on the calendar. You know what? It's interesting. Last year at this time, I was thinking about where I was last year at this time, okay? Mm -hmm. December 31st, 2019. I was, my cousins would come down from Oregon, and they were like, let's go out. And I was like... I have a one-year-old, <laughs> okay? And they were like, let's go out. Right. <laughs> so I said to my mom, I said to grandma, I said, could you, what, could you stay in and watch, you know, the baby for us like that? And she was like, yeah, I'll do that. You guys go out. So we went and got Korean barbecue. We went out, okay? And then my husband, who had no interest in New Year's, um, he was like, I'm going to go home and be the responsible parent. If you guys want to go out, you guys go ahead. I was like, cool, see ya, <laughs> right? right. So go. We, go to, we go to this like club in downtown LA and just humor me with this, Clinton, okay? Mm -hmm. We go to this club, I, you know, I've never been a club person, but you know, like sometimes, like you just, you go and you just like, you're not feeling it, you're not into it, you're, but then all of a sudden you get into it. Like once this you're there, you're like, well. the turn up. Yeah, Mama. the turn up. You're like, come on. You know what? Way deep back in your history, there was a fun person here. There was a girl. There was like 22-year-old Momo who used to, who would go out if she was in Vegas or wherever, okay? And like that's still in there somewhere. And so I started, I like had like a really good time. It was just my cousin and I and we went out and then it always ends badly, right? Like you have oh. a really good time, but it ends badly because so people drink too much and then you can't find people and then it's getting late and people are mad because they want to go home and the other people don't want to go home. And, you know, it always ends badly, but it was so fun for a few hours. Okay. And it was like a totally out of Ramona experience. Like I don't do things like that. I don't, I don't go out and like, you know, we, it was like a psychedelic hippie party. Like mm -hmm. it was like, it was so fun, Clinton. And it was awesome. like, and I remember it was like, so, and I think the lesson that I had learned with that one was, was like, just go with it. Like sometimes go with it and just don't always judge it and decide who you are and what you like to do to have fun. And I have a very different takeaway this year, which is Nevin and I, my husband, we are planning on watching a movie tonight. <laughs> I think we're going nice. to, I think we're going to, I think we're going to watch Tenet. I think it'll be cool. Oh. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be go. I don't know. Either that or Wonder Woman. I'm not sure. We're deciding. Uh. Okay. No, so tenant, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Very well. Um, and and we're gonna like, you know, cook some like food or whatever, and stay up, maybe watch a little Ryan Seacrest or whoever's doing New My Year's, man. and then I'm going to try not to watch Cobra Kai at midnight tonight because Nevin wants to go to bed, and we're gonna watch it together, and I'm gonna fight all my temptation not to do it right when it comes online. That's so fair. That's what we're okay, today. we're gonna we're gonna get to Cobra Kai later. Yeah. And Greg, quickly, I will ask you what image did I text you earlier today about awful New Year's Eve experiences? I'm gonna <laughs> ask you to read off of that flyer because there is one hilarious New Year's Eve meme that came out uh, a while ago, but it's extremely yeah. funny. Bergman, have you found that? 
I did find it, and it says totally read overhyped. It, read it from the, oh, no, read it from the top down. Oh, okay, it's uh, Roni. I can't read. It's tough to read. Roni Pono Productions presents mm-hmm. totally overhyped New Year's Eve party. Get yep. in a fight with your date in front of everyone at Super Sounds Douchey right. Dance Club. <laughs> yep. Correct. This is in red, full of posers and sorry, this is really difficult. And Jersey Shore rejects. Dude, this is like exactly <laughs> what I did D-bag. last week. <laughs> DJ, go this on, hold on. Let him finish, Robo. Let him finish. Yeah. DJ D Bag spins nonstop dubstep and takes no requests. Yes. Take yep. six months rent and your dignity. <laughs> Come get drunk and cry while your date vomits in the bathroom. Exactly. Yep. And that is what, once I had that happen more than once and it yep. got to two strikes, I was like, I'm not getting to a third. I'm shutting it yep. down on New Year's Eve. So these days, New Year's Eve does not involve anything, even if we weren't in a panoramic, as they like to say on the internet. And I'm not making fun of that. I'm just trying to be light, you know, but I totally get you. And listen, I wish you well with your new year's Eve. We got a show to do. We got a lot of stuff. So let's get to it. All right. Sedano and LZ, Clinton Yates, Ramona Shelburne, ESPN 710. Last night, the Lakers played the Spurs. Now, There was a lot of things that happened in that game, and we can get to that later. We'll discuss what's going on with the Lakers roster. But the most important thing that happened in this game was Becky Hammond. Now, Momo, obviously you've known Becky for a while, and we're Mm -hmm. not going to get into the journalism element of what people were writing in terms of how they were qualifying, what she did. We can get into that because I actually want to know what you think about that. But my point is this. When you saw that and being who you are, and all the things you've done, you know, where were you in just that moment of your feelings about not just women in basketball, but women in sports and women in this country and on the globe in terms of how far Becky has come and, frankly, how far the Spurs have kind of led everybody else out of the darkness on things like this? Yeah, you know what I thought that was, you know, there's, it's funny. We always, um, like, some women have different takes on this. Like, some women want to be just like, yeah, you know, we just want to treat, be treated just like anybody else, like judges just like anybody else. And, you know, it's cool that she coached, but she's already coached a couple times and, like, they already know her. So, you know, I'm not like that at all. Mm. <laughs> like, no, Th- that is that is a big moment. And, and, yes, we have seen it coming. And, yes, it could have been any one of the, like, dozen women who now have coaching jobs in the NBA, which is awesome. And I think to me, the biggest thing about not just Becky coaching, okay, is, um, and and you can relate to this too, obviously, as a a black man, okay, is it's about opportunity costs, okay? And people don't know this term, but when Becky got that job, it was a really big deal. When they made her an assistant coach, we were like, whoa, Becky's going to be, that's that's awesome. She's an assistant coach. And all of a sudden, now we got like a bunch. Like there's, you know, there's a bunch of female assistants. And what it means is, one of them is going to be a head coach. It doesn't mean it's going to be Becky. Doesn't mean it's going to be the the lady in Dallas or the lady in um, the lady in Cleveland or uh, the lady in Sacramento. Okay, Lindsey Harding, who that's that's my girl. I think she's going. I that that's that's the one I'm going to bet on, Lindsey Harding, because I just think just okay. in terms of you know, uh, and also the the lady in Cleveland, she's pretty good because she's been a head coach before at Cal. May I jump in um, here quickly for a second, right? Momo? And the, yeah. the reason the reason I'm jumping in is because. I do want to ask on sort of a more granular yeah. level, is 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 Becky in your mind sort of the most, and I don't want to add a judgment to this, but I'll say yeah, it this yeah. way. Do you think she's the most deserving 
of what that first head coach job is going to be in a simple sort of, I don't know, not I don't want to say figurehead way, but like is she the sort of front runner in your minds from a merit standpoint, putting the fact that we all believe this merit to be real and obviously of value? So it's a different question, right? Do I think she will be the first Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't want to say no. I don't want to say no. But but my my instinct is no. Okay. Um, And the reason being is I don't think she has had the head coaching experience that other female assistant coaches who are in the NBA have had. And you mean that at any level? Yes. Like, in other words, like Becky didn't coach in college. She didn't coach at the G League level or whatever it is, right? Like, so I think when you're looking for for a head coach, and you're going to take a big swing, okay? And you're going to hire the first female head coach. Like, you probably want to hire somebody who's been a head coach before. So that's why I think Lindsey Gottlieb, that's, that, Lindsey Gottlieb's very, been very impressive um, uh, as, a, as a head coach. She was a head coach at Cal, women's basketball program. Yep. But it's like somebody who's run, a, who's run a franchise before, who's run a team before. I just program. think that gives her a little bit of a, a leg up in terms of, um, you know, I'm just thinking about what that interview is going to be like, what that ownership group's going to be like, you know, deciding because here's what people think about. They think about whether or not um, the players are going to respect the female high coach, right? Ugh. And they're going to treat her with that respect, okay? Yeah. Obviously, Becky has that. I mean, you hear what everybody says about her, okay? I, I, you know, I know a lot of the women head coach, I try, to, I try to, you know, reach out to all of them when they get the job and say, like, you know, I'm going to keep my eye on you. You right. know, let's Connect stay in touch, et cetera, right? And, 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 and likewise, I do with, um, like, Lauren Holtkamp. She's the referee. She's a female referee. I try to do that with, like, all the women in the NBA because, you know, there's not that many of us, right? So we got to look out for each other a little. So we, we try to do that. But I, I think in terms of, like, what franchisers are thinking, they're thinking, if we hire this woman and this is going to be, like, it's the same thing with Branch Ricky was thinking with Jackie Robinson. I got to find a star. I got to find somebody who's going to succeed because the worst thing that could happen is we hire her 
and she fails. You and really then we think got that's fire. where we're at with that? I mean, there are I so do. many. And I don't want to, you know, again, I don't want to be too hypercritical yep. of what happens from a hiring standpoint in the NBA because the NBA yep. is the most progressive league in the country. That's not up for debate. But, like, are we still at a point where, we are. I, you know, if we just, let's just say, and I'm going to use this example because they're the worst team in the NBA and they happen to be from my hometown. If the Wizards can their coach and hire a woman, like, are, are it, because I'm presuming it's going to be, and I hate to say this, like a bad team for lack of a better term, because, you know, that's what bad teams do. They recycle their coaches. I mean, are, are you going to think that people are going to be like, oh, the reason this team was continued to be garbage was because a woman was coached? Because I, I don't – I I'm not saying we're past that, but I do mm -hmm. think, Momo, we're at the point where if and when it happens, people will be forced to – and I don't mean people as in, like, everybody, but I think the mouth breathers – will be a little bit marginalized in terms of like what reasonable criticism is allowed in polite society. And maybe that's me being Pollyannish and a little too hopeful, but I, I would like to believe that after mm -hmm. what we've been through in 2020. I'd like to believe that too. I just think <laughs> to be real, yeah. like, you know, I really think that they want somebody who is like, you know, Branch Rickey, when he decided it was going to be Jackie Robinson, that's going to be our guy. That dude's a hall of famer, Clinton. Yeah. He's really good. He won rookie he didn't of the year. Come up, year yeah. yeah. He stole home. He's amazing. He's like, that guy is so good. And not only was he really good, so he, he had a really good sense. This guy is going to succeed, okay? Because winning cures everything. So if you're helping my team win, fans are going to get on board. Other players are going to get on board, okay? We need to make sure we're going to succeed. Like, uh, that, he all, we also need to know if he's got the right disposition for it. We need to know if he can take all the racists yelling at him from the stands. Can right. he take it when we go down south and he can't stay in the same hotel? Can he take it when certain teammates or certain opponents don't want to play with him, right? Like, you need to check all those boxes. <laughs> like yeah. that's, and, and so, I, you know, I think that is, and, and I think Becky's amazing. I think she's, and I, she certainly could be her. I just, the one thing she doesn't have on the resume that I think an owner would want to see is success at, as a head coach in a sustained period of time where you just kind of like know how to run a team Right now, yep. that doesn't say that, you know, look, Steve Nash got a job. OK, mm -hmm. he's never been a head coach. Right. Like there's been plenty of players. Steve Kerr got a job. He'd never been a head coach. He just jumped straight from the broadcast booth to be a head coach. Both of them have been pretty damn good. So it doesn't mean, um, you know, I could be totally wrong about this. Maybe the Spurs or maybe Pop, who's 72 and I don't know how many years left he's going to go. Like, you know, our, our thought was he was going to do the Olympics and then maybe hang it up. You know, he's, they don't look like they have a succession plan in place. Okay. Maybe it's going to be Becky. Maybe. Yeah, okay. That's cool. I guess, but, I guess my thing is too, yeah. is that like, I feel that if it doesn't happen with Becky, that like, there is going to be a reasonable amount of talk about like, uh, how do I say this? Like, what were the Spurs doing the whole time? And right. I'm not, you know, like, I think there is something to be said. It would be weird. I think at this point if the next person who coached the San, San Antonio Spurs was not Becky Hammond. And I mean mm. that in a legitimate basketball sense because, I, I mean, I, I'm, listen, I'm not as familiar with their uh, bench coach situation yeah. as everybody else, but is there is this, does anybody else on that bench have head coaching experience that I don't uh, know? No, but, like, that's a, that's a situation where, like, th that I looked at – they've got a few assistants, like – that I thought maybe they would go with Ime Udoka, who is has, was a longtime Spurs assistant coach. He's kind of worked his way up the bench in a couple of different spots now. Okay. Um, there, Brett Brown is another option, right? Brett was in 
you know, obviously he was with Pop for years and years and years. Then he went to then he went to Philadelphia. He was coaching that team. Budenholzer. Um, we'll see how long he lasts in Milwaukee. But if he's, you know, if he if they don't win this year, I think he's on the hot seat. They get a All new right. coach. He might be available. Pop gets the gang back together. I mean, they, they're going to have some options there in San Antonio in terms of. Spurs head coach. I mean, Mike Brown's another guy, right? I see what you're Mike, saying. So basically, you know, you know like, there, I mean? there's like, enough other tree. guys out there that they don't have to stay. Yeah, in-house, and Pop has a pretty pretty deep coaching tree. Like, if you look at Pop's coach, like I mean, they're all over the league, and they're and, okay. and and Spurs guys are all over the NBA too in the front offices. So I think Becky is the one that you've heard of. I think she's got the most press. And what I think, and I don't, I'm not saying that to mean she's not good. I, she certainly could get him. I just. It's like just because she's the only female head coach that a lot of or, or assistant coach in the NBA that people have heard of doesn't mean it's going to be her. Because I fair. think like and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll just tell you like personality wise, like the reason I bring up Lindsay Harding, just if you're in a room with her for like 10 minutes, you're like, oh, wow, she's impressive. Right. Right. Like okay. that. And, and, and like personality wise, command of the room. I remember watching her walk through the you know, Staples Center. All these guys in the Lakers were coming up to, to Lindsay Harding because she just knows everybody. Like yeah. Rondo comes up to her, hey, what's up, Lens? You know, I mean, nice. like, like there's just, and, and, and I actually think this is a great conversation because to me is saying there's a lot of female coaching talent out there. There's okay, well, let's, let's, have, let's have it. We got to break right quick, but let's yeah. have, we're going to get to that later in the show. Uh, the, you know, the women of 2020 in sports, yeah. I think, is, is quite the topic because a lot of things have happened beyond just the NBA, and we're going to get all into that. Yeah. Clinton Yates, Ramona Shelburne filling in for Sedano and LZ. We're going to tease a great segment next because Ooh. what you need to know is going to be really fun.